It takes a lot of ingredients to fix or build a car, like cooking, but without the frozen dinner easy way out. eBay Motors has 122 million parts. It's always the right fitment, so you can follow any recipe to a T. Whether it's a vintage Italian coupe that's classic like grandma's meatballs or a German luxury car that's as complicated as almost roulading. To cook up something great in the garage, use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Hey everyone, this is the Almost World Podcast. Bringing to you mind blowing interviews with guests from all over the world. So settle down, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh yeah, by the way, if you like the podcast, please support Elmo's World Podcast on Patreon. Your support is what helps the podcast improve more and more. Three, welcome to Elmo's World Podcast. This is Elmo and I am with my, my bro Levi from Australia. Hey man, can you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Levi. I uh, go by the nickname Twitch. Um, I like. Uh, I'm not even a SoundCloud rapper wannabe because I haven't even began putting songs on SoundCloud for uh, for rapping. Uh, but I'm not the best poet in the world. Um, don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, are you an atheist, my friend, or are you a theist? Yeah, I'm not what 100% are you? sure about the the definition of atheist. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't believe in a god. Why is that? That's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we'll, break, we'll break it down, right? Like, um, do you believe in the Christian God? No. Okay. Uh, lucky method. Yeah. Okay. So if it's not the Christian God, um, but you might be open to other. Another kind like of deism? God, right? Yeah, like theism. So I, I'm not a theist, but I've uh, been with uh, people, uh, and I reckon I've been in the mind state where uh, there did exist a higher force, like a higher uh, consciousness, like uh, something that you can't quite keep up with, um, but that uh, isn't a God, like mm-hmm. a one omnipotent God. Um, what do you mean by mind state? Well, uh, sorry, how did I use it? I think everything's down to state of mind. Okay. Yeah. So, um, um in the- uh, what, 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 like, so, like, what, a kind of God might you possibly believe in then, if it's a deism God? So, I absolutely, um. 
I've got my definition down to just absolutely no God, which is uh, which is bad because it sounds like I'm not spiritual at all. But I've been Christian. I've been um, really spiritual, uh, quite deluded for a while actually. Um, and I've like honed in a re- like I'm I'm pretty deep. I'm pretty spiritual, but I've honed in a definition like how I see theism. When when people talk about God as uh, as um, in everyone and everything, uh, and, and in the good in the world, I see like a um, there's this archetype of what it is to be divine. Um, you know, people talk about like the universe giving and stuff, and uh, and you know, the thing is, is that if you, for example, are better off and like you can help somebody. And then you can see that they're in a situation where you can help them. And with how, like, the right, like, if it's easy to give and whatnot. And and when I say you looking at somebody you can help, I mean, like, anybody looking at anyone they can help. And, um, and like, the idea of a divine being or, like, um, you know, and then, and then you're just another person within the universe helping somebody else. And, uh, and then they're getting helped by the universe. And um, it's practically what I've gotten it down to. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you. I mean, I guess like you're looking at God as this divine archetype, which mainly is the humans helping each other out, right? It, the yeah. and there's something sacred about about this that we are like one universe. You know, being, I guess, integrated w- with each other in in love. Yeah, yeah. Um, now people go for the in love, but um, I'm into like in yeah. It's it, there's there's definitely love, but it's survival. It's love. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm into a real physical land. Like uh, we are. Physical, like I am the nails on the back of my fingers. I am the rocks I stand on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, let's say that you know um, you might believe this this sort of God, this divine archetype, where I guess you know if you look at mo- all, like most religions, I think all of them actually they I guess they are sort of gu- a guide. And to how humans should behave, right? Like each of them have are ma- mainly dictate the ethical life and the moral life of individuals under under the, those religions, right? And so, mm-hmm. what and the common thing about them, what in what you're saying is that is is this I guess this communal and uniform. And I guess just you know mutual understanding between each other to live as a species in species in in harmony. I guess you know for the benefit of mankind. I think that's what you mean by the, a divine archetype, right? Well, I mean, um, yeah, and that that fits religion in that way, and um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well. You know, when it comes to that, right? Like, um, if you, be, I guess, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, when it comes down to y- your life specifically, specifically right now, like, um, what gives it meaning? Like, 
why why are you uh, still me, alive i yeah. live i live every day at a time mm-hmm. um and i work on um health fitness um keeping myself doing stuff so that i'm not uh, you know like there's I, I don't know the chemicals like dopamine or serotonin i can't quite list off um what tasks can be done to like satisfy you know yourself with them but like i'm i'm really fulfilled i've got uh my daughter uh i look after and i don't look after but i see <laughs> um i work on my uh spirituality in the terms of i've got a journal that i'm adding to and whatnot um and then i go through like uh like i can get really um spiritual on i get really really spiritual on halloween I get spiritual on full moons, but I get spiritual on uh, new moons. So when the moon's at its absolute darkest, uh, mm. and okay. I strive like I've, it's, I'm really busy keeping like trying to work on my state of mind, trying to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're talking about the how spiritual you are in 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 you know, in different times of. I guess like the year and, and and I guess just different times. But how do you define being spiritual? Like what is this mental state and is it similar well, to a religious experience or just a like a a, a a chemical high in your mind? What is it? Well, to be spiritual, um I you know, so I looked up the definition of spiritual and it was, you know, to do with having a soul or a spirit. Um, but then when you look into uh, religion acts that are spiritual and whatnot, there's, um, you know, there's, uh, there's rituals of the bread and the wine, for example. Um, and there's, uh, in, in witchcraft, for example, there's a number of um, rituals and whatnot that you can do to really be uh, amongst or like to be experiencing like a sacred time or like uh, a sacred activity or um, if I dare I say magical experience. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite spiritual under that definition of uh, considering that people have a soul or spirit. Um, so I'm hardly spiritual, but I get into um, spiritual activities and I get a good benefit out of them. Mm-hmm. Can you define spiritual activities? like? And yeah, so from mm-hmm. meditating uh, mm-hmm. to going for a walk on a full moon and finding a rock, bringing it home with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, can, can you break that down for me? Like, um, for example, meditation. Uh, what is... Right meditation and what does it do for you because i guess you're not stating that you you have a soul but i guess in terms of how you define spiritual i guess it's more of just being in tune with yourself right not really or the consciousness not really something like a ghost so meditate it's a good question because um when it comes to meditating uh i have spoken to people who um when they meditate they when a thought comes into their mind, uh, they, they, they see like God before them. And when a thought comes into their mind, they take that thought and they put it at God's feet. And, and then, um, then the next thought comes, they put it at God's feet. That's, yeah. 
Um, but I really try and go for the silence. So I'll, I'll be silent for a while and a thought will come and I'll try and let it go. And then silent for a while, next thought, next thought, next thought. And then eventually I'll be seeing things come back, um, back around more often. Did I cut mm. out there for a second? No, no, it's okay. Yeah. It, well, I guess it's it's hard for me to grasp like um, what impact meditation does for you. But, uh, but so so when I strive for meditation, like when I when I'm doing meditation, um, I'm getting like the standard mode of thinking, which is from silence. So then, um, like my next, like if I'm having a thought, I know that that's not me. Like that's a distracted me. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in terms, I guess, like um, you know, meditation allows you to focus more and just clear out all the the clouds of doubt in your mind. I guess all the distractions, right? And and I guess focus on life and what you have to do, right? That that's mainly the impact of meditation yeah. on yeah, you spiritually. Important. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? What's interesting, though, right? I I I hadn't uh I guess didn't know it before at the start. But you mentioned that about witchcraft. That's something that is is I guess like in in a lot of cultures becomes really taboo, right? But like, how did you right. come come about this? And can you define what like what what is what this witchcraft is you know and and it's not the right. evil kind of course you know <laughs> well um good good question uh i would call myself a witch but i've been leading up to this converse, conversation with you Elmo, thinking that um, i won't even try and claim that i'm a witch really in the same way that i say i'm spiritual but i'm I'm not spiritual is the same way that I'm witch, but I'm not witch. So like, um, I can't wait for you to have podcasts with witches on because that'll be good. Uh, and if I claim to be a witch, they'll, they'll butcher me. I mean, I'll be butchering it. (laughs) Um, and then, so what was the other question down to? I want to talk about evil right now. Um, so I don't, I don't believe in the evil. I believe in a um, self-interest. So when there's evil in the world, it is somebody acting through self-interest. Probably completely unethical. If someone, like in the people, you know what I mean? Like purely acting for themselves, for their own mm-hmm. desires. Mm-hmm. But I guess other than you know just selfish desires, there is that kind of evil that just wants others to suffer and have pain you know and i i I would even i guess like call self-torture and and self i guess you know like self-destruction as evil as well and Mm -hmm. and and it that 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 of course doesn't involve any self-interest because, but but it's it is I guess evil right but but I would when talk it comes about to... that as a negative energy. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by a negative energy? Like uh... so, um, if I you know like I have my ups and my downs. So if I have a time where I'm loving someone and I'm being loved, uh, and then 
that gets ripped away from me. I can um, I can have like a big down of I need to pleasure seek, which obviously drives me to a hangover. Um, but yeah, so those kind of energies, and that they they can different ones can happen in moments, and you can have really really long ups and downs in terms of inner weather. Well, you know, when I look at evil, you know, I I tend to go for the absolute kind of evil, you know, like, for example, like, in this universe of ours, there are some things that are clearly just inherently evil, right? And, it, and, no, and no matter what kind of situation, even if it's, it's going to benefit the rest of humanity, I would still call something that evil, like, for example, like, like child abuse or, or rape, yeah. right? In in any case, it it is absolutely evil, but you know I I've I've heard an atheist recently. He was asked like, uh, "Is rape good?" And he said yes, because you know rape allowed uh human humans to evolve from from reproduction. Yeah, to reproduct reproduction because like you know, like the apes before or the our pre-humans raped each other in order to, I guess, reproduce, right? So it's good. Yeah. Right? But I'm I guess... Like, about how much I'm anti-life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I guess, like, when you when you talk about evil, right? Like, um, do you think there is an something like an objective standard of evil and good in the world? Or is it just, like, so all subjective is the word objective the word objective and subjective are a little bit beyond me but uh, subjective being like uh, some people would call consider evil and some wouldn't um, that's why it's a little bit above me because <laughs> I can work it out um, I would say there is yeah I'd say it's pretty objective okay so when you say it's objective then there is such a thing as like something that is you know like purely evil and that some some things that are purely good right but actually yeah i was gonna say um like looking at it from from a christian's perspective um i've seen two types of christians in terms of when when bad happens in the world so when evil happens in the world that is the devil's doing, dare I say it, they, 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 people don't word it as the devil, they say it's you know, evil's doing or whatever. But, uh, and then some people would say um, there was sinning in that area and God did that. Uh, but the sinning is evil, see? Uh, but then, you know, the first type of person, for example, thinks that evil itself did the evil. Um, which one do you reckon you would go with as a Christian? Well, I think that um, if the devil were real, then he, you know, he's no different from us. You know, he's just a, a being with moral agency. It's also sinning, right? He's also sinning. And thus, I think there's no really difference in, between the two. It's like it's a false dichotomy. Yeah. And it's all just sinning. But uh, I guess my question is like, I, I, do you hold cr these Christian beliefs, though? 
Yeah, so um, I started off as a Christian. I had a really good and beautiful connection to to God. Like, um, damn, I'm not feeling that smart. Ask me that question again. Yeah, but right now, like, are you holding these Christian beliefs, like sin, the devil, like Jesus? Uh, no, I'm not. And and it's but it's interesting to know that beyond deciding to or not there's a there's a those beliefs and those suppositions and those like your inner guilt sense and everything is all wired up to like what you believe and for a fairly long time i really did um and i was really with christianity um now not so much mm -hmm. but i guess like can i ask you why you left christianity though um, so I had a psychotic episode when I was 18, um, and it was very Christian based, uh, but it was, it was, um, like angels, demons down to earth type look into the eyes of somebody and I can tell they're either a sheep ready to be manipulated or they're an or, or they're out for themselves or they're out for the good of mankind. Um, and, uh, it was really dramatic, um, like all psychosis, it was a drug-induced psychosis. All psychosis are fairly dramatic, and, and like the mind always wants to put itself in the middle of the story, and this really happens in psychosis. It's like a waking dream, really. And it was, um, I was basically, uh, dare I say, um, I'm afraid to say like spoke to God or I'm afraid to say like had had Christian archetypal experiences. I'm afraid to say that, but there you go. I just indirectly just said it then. Um, and at the other end of it, with the way that I was treated in and among society while having these really spiritual experiences uh, put in a mental ward and, and not listened to basically, um, I come out the other end of it feeling more so that uh, – Christianity isn't real. Although at the other end of it, at the end, other end of that, I still had those inner connections to what Christianity is for for like fairly long time. I guess like, um, but what if you're saying that you know, like you have you have this connection with Christianity still, even though you were like, you know, uh outcasted by it um what part of christianity do, do you mean that you're still holding at that time like was um, it the it's pretty hard to like be a, a moment away from death and not pray <laughs> uh but i'm at that point now uh, i could be at a point where my whole life right you know say if i this is a, this is bullshit now because i'm not talking about real stuff but if i was working really hard and i had a million dollars and I decided to go into a casino. Oh, I say, sorry, not a million. Let's say I had $200,000. I decided to go into a casino and put it all on black. Uh, it would be really, really hard not to pray before it lands on red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you mean that you have these tendencies, right? To to do what no Christians normally do, right? Like pray. No, I wouldn't say so. I would, like, I would uh, say that everyone sins. Um, I wouldn't be trying to, to change. I'd say we're still all the same. But um, when, 
you know, luck is a hard concept, but um, also like how hard the universe can be to you. Um, and, you know, you, if you punch the universe, the universe punches back. And some people are innocent and they just get smashed with cancer. Um, it's hard not to pray. But I am past that point now where I don't pray. Okay, so I guess like um, w- when you said that the, there are things that you retain from being a Christian, right, that, that you still have now. And you, I don't. You, uh, I I don't think I do necessarily. Yeah. Okay. But I guess, like, when you mentioned that you had like this, you still had a connection with Christianity, you, still, right? The, but what part of Christian? And you said that you know, like, the the what you retained is that, like, for example, like praying at when when you're in a life and death situation and stuff. Yeah, you did say that, right? I would say that, well, I mean, I said, um, like, that's an example of having a tie to to Christianity. Um, but what is the tie that you have now? Uh, now, the, the only thing in common that I can see is, um, like, respecting sacred space. Um, like, it's, like, I understand what it is to be sacrilegious and, um, uh, and, and the, the idea of what it is to be good. Uh, but... Uh, you know, or like, or may I say, divine, like, or uh, wise. Mm-hmm. So, what do you hold as sacred right now? Um, sacred is like, I mean, like, if I opened up my belief system, which is what we're trying to do here, um, it's technically we're, we're walking into a mental sacred space. Um, you know, if 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 I start talking about meditating and, and getting into silence. And, uh, for example, you chuckle because, <laughs> for example, um, that would be like sacrilegious behavior. And then like when I think about what I'm doing next, you know, I'll be brought to that chuckle. Uh, so that's, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, can it, I guess like, for example, if I were to ask you like about family, about love, right, about friendship and all that imp- that about human life, you know, and the value of it, I think you would also hold that as sacred, right? Oh, oh, I, uh, I totally never thought about that, but yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how do you define sacred, though, right? It, because you know, you you do mention that you're, you you might believe in a sort of a deity, but it's more of a like a, just a divine archetype that's just socially constructed due to. Uh, our evolution so i don't really think it's like some god out there that you believe in but more of just uh you know a naturalistic phenomenon in our consciousness right that's collective i think that's what the kind of deity that you believe in so when you mention something that's sacred what is its nature like what does it mean for it to be sacred well i think we should talk about deities first Mm-hmm. Or you could have another God asking that question. Yeah, but the deities first. We can break down to the point. Uh, so I don't have a deity, although I um, had times where I could probably say I have. Um, in Christianity, um, I know uh, my nan, who's a really, really good Christian, uh, most Christian I've ever seen a Christian be. Uh, <laughs> 
and when she talks about uh, like God's word and she talks about Jesus, she really does make it seem so clear and obvious that Jesus is her deity. You know, like she's got the Holy Spirit, like God, oof, and her deity, Jesus. And, and it's like, wow. Um, now, like going to bed at night, I've had um, somebody I've let into my sacred space before. I've Going to bed at night, I've had that person talk to me like through my own thoughts. Like it was my own thoughts, but like, uh, you know, it's this other person's wisdom or this other person's entanglement with me. And uh, I could define, like I reckon I could define that as accidentally letting the person be um, a deity. But that's like every, every single person who knows what a deity is just smacking themselves in the face right now. <laughs> uh, and that doesn't really, that's just in my head. Now I, but I, at the moment, I don't have a deity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yeah, but I guess like earlier I asked you if you know like if you would be, you might believe in a possible deity and you defined it as this divine archetype, right? The or nice. Well, I mean not really, but yeah, kind of let's go with that. Yeah, it, it, so it, it, so what is this divine archetype, right? I I guess like I, as I mentioned it it's more of just not really something that like a god out there in the sky or something, but it's just like a and uh, a, a mental state that well, that, that collective mental state. One. Yeah. Every every one of if we can call it a divine person or a divine being or whatever, every single one of them you come across <laughs> has some kind of entanglement with hunting down and, and punishing pedophiles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, not I mean not literally, but some of them very literally. Uh, so we can all agree there that pedophilia is evil as everybody mm-hmm. uh, but but when it comes to the the the, the deity that you believe in or you might believe in yeah and but you mentioned that you do believe in some some of some kind of divine archetype right well i mean like let's yeah let's go with that uh what it is to be good what it is to be d- divine, a divine force in the world. Mm-hmm. So I guess like it's you, you, the 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 deity that you believe in is some sort of div- divine state. I guess that humans well, can I have. I mean, technically, technically, it's not a deity. Um. Mm-hmm. So you might. So you you but, don't believe in any deity at all. Not not at all. But I mean, I do believe they all exist in the heart of people who let them into their heart. But I guess like just you know like an imaginary thing, that's it. Yeah, in, for in the in the brain. For, well, I mean, I mean, it, it sounds rough to say that's it. Um, just as much it, w- it would be rough to say that it's just an imaginary thing. But but they in are. Terms of, and and in, it, it in, even hurts. It even hurts to say imaginary, really. Like like because it's because you're right. Like it is, but it's um, nearly sacrilegious to say it like that. You you have to be like. Um, you know, a deity that somebody is engaged with or intertwined with, or however you want to majestically put it across. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's just, in, I guess, like limited in the human brain and doesn't exist in the outside world. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, in that case, though, yeah, you, you are sort of a def- defining yourself as an atheist here, right? Perhaps. 
Okay. So As in you... like, I, I, I mean, I reckon I am, but I don't have the definition atheist down to a pinpoint. Mm-hmm. But I guess you, you, you do sort of fall fall into the category of of an atheist because you, you don't believe in a, in a deity that is in the outside world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so in that case though, right, like uh, what what is good and what is evil like can you what can you define what it is like basically you know because yeah, we talked um, about it earlier so, so good is like um for example a bunch of trees are uh, in a forest and one of them is not getting enough light and neighboring trees are sending nutrition to it i'd say that's good um I'd, basically like, I'd survivability say, like, a, right yeah, yeah, I'd say no, if, if longer you're, life if like, is good uh, and lesser life and death is bad. Yeah, but not basically death. No, I think death can be pretty good. Mm-hmm, but the, I guess like okay, lesser so, life, the, so the the preservation of life or I guess the extension of life is good and the shortening of life is bad but death could be both good or bad yeah it's circumstantial Mm -hmm. okay so in in that case right like in the conditions of let's say you know when when you mentioned pedophilia right like what if right in in a in a certain case like imaginary of course and i i wouldn't want it to ever happen but in this case right if a pedophile were to you know ab- abuse a child and that and that abuse would actually cause a longer life for that child in the long run and he would uh age 96 but but if he hadn't abused that child he would die at 18 right so would that act be good because it caused a lengthening of life uh, fully fully evil fully evil yeah so of suppose, course um, if it's fully evil of course but yeah, i guess so like I in how you that, define good and evil you know it, yeah well i mean i can see where you're going there i think that what you've just said is um like now let's just cut off that extending life to be longer doesn't count in the definition Although I'd still say shortening life counts. So now it's not to live longer. Uh, but it may still be death. Uh, but it's definitely to live shorter is not okay. Yeah, okay. But I guess, yeah. But then so... there's also traumatizing. Trauma itself is something that, you know, it's like taking sunlight away from a flower, uh, from, a, from a plant. It's it's not going to grow straight to the sun anymore. It's going to like have weird bits of it going off in any direction. Like um, to grow badly due to trauma um, is something that can be generational curses, really. Mm-hmm. So I guess like trauma, like causing trauma to a person is bad, and causing not causing trauma is it's not bad and it's good, right? Um, strength. Uh, I'm pro strength. If if you being traumatized uh, makes you untraumatizable, uh, then that's good. Mm-hmm. So so if like uh, a pedophile causes trauma to a child, and that that child is becomes untraumatizable, 
then the act was good, right? The act is definitely bad. But no, wait, hold on. Let me really meditate on what you're saying because I think he did just win me over there. Yeah, well, you know, I guess like I'm just, you know, so trying to understand the... what you're saying, bro. You know, you're trying to make sense yeah, yeah. of it all. I think, I think there's a micro and a macro. So there's like the good for you or uh, like, you know, it's bad for you now, good for you later kind of thing. Uh, but then it's good for you later because it's good for the people you help or like your resilience later, but it's still bad in the moment. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a what's good now and there's a what's good in all. Mm-hmm. So how do you uh, determine which is, which is like, like more more significant right because if if it's good if it's bad now but good for later but the if, if let's say that the good for later caused you know like long much uh, like a more more quantitative quantitative life like a higher amount of life and it it outnumbered the the bad therefore like let's if 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 the act of a pedophile causes uh m- more good in the long run then the act was good, right? In, by your definition. I think living is living and that um, no one's life is going to be better than anyone else's. In terms of like if somebody had all the money and wealth in the world, I don't think that their um, day-to-day is calculable. <laughs> I can't pronounce I don't know what word to put there. But I don't think you can calculate it to be better than a, a homeless person who knows how to survive mm-hmm. but yeah but i guess like you know, talking about the specific case of of a, of a pedophile causing longer life to a child because because of the he, the abusive act that he he did right and, it, and it's of course he says imaginary case just trying to understand the situation here so like uh would that yeah, so act have been good to- by your definition? Yeah, the act would have definitely been bad. That's a bad act in the world. But um, if the soul that got traumatized ended up becoming greater from that experience, then that's, that's brilliant. Uh, the, so the it was good too. Traumatizing absolutely needs to be punished if not taken. Yeah, he, okay. I guess like he should be punished, but in a way, the act was good too because it made the child stronger. Technically. Okay. Okay. I guess like yeah, but um, how about like um, in terms of sake uh, s- sacrilege, right? Because you mentioned earlier that there are things that you hold sacred, especially uh, in your mental state, right? And when those things right. are, are you know like um, what you call that? Uh, yeah, tamper with or or yeah, with a little then that becomes like an insult and becomes offensive, right? Like, uh, how, what, like what are the things that you hold sacred, bro? And right, so we've, but, we've had a go at this one. Um, but like, sacred is nah, nah. I, I, I can't really answer that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get. Yeah, I, I guess you know it's very may, might be personal, but you know, but. Can I ask you, like, um, in terms of the the witchcraft part again? Yeah, like, um, like, how did you come about it? Like, and how did you? I yeah, guess it's good. Hold up, let me stop. 
it's like um, when I, my first psychosis, I had a period of time where um, I, in the story of the psychosis, there was a, there was a witch um, to do, that was to do with manipulating me. Um, so then there's this real, like earlier on in my life, when I was 18, I'm 25 now, there was this inbuilt fear of this thing. I never really opened it up and thought about existence of witches in the world, although it still um, was in me as a fear. Uh, and then later on, I've come across uh, women that are like tarot deck wielding, um, really good at cold reading kind of um, spiritual in the way of the witch kind of women. And, um, and I've met a number of them and slowly gotten closer and closer to um, the idea of which and um, then like I had a, a long distance friendship with um, a beautiful woman in America uh, that that is like really into which and I took it on there which was only like a year ago mm -hmm. wow that's really interesting yeah but okay like um, can you talk about like what was the first step into trying to understand the i guess the beauty of witchcraft and like of course you know because you came from a christian background there was i guess stigma on your part as well oh no this might be bad or or is that well it? so mm -hmm. my my father for example let me let me tell a little story about that my, my, to circle back into uh my beginnings of witchcraft my father uh once wanted to end his life when he was really young and he did it in a way where he ran out into the darkness into the night ran out into the middle of a paddock because that's where all the bad creatures are um and he went out there to to end his life and then after heaps of time being in the paddock he's got frustrated he's like all right <laughs> just stopped stormed on back home and went to bed um in the way of like so, so that whole story and then i'll say a quote and it's like uh, if you see a ghost, walk straight into it. Um, don't run. Like walk straight into the ghost, and it'll vanish. Um, and then when I when I look into witchcraft, um, yeah, like honestly, my first week with witchcraft, I I hit a psychosis. Um, so that that would be the second psychosis I mentioned, but this is the third big impacting psychosis I had experienced the last one and um yeah and i was really dreaming while awake it was it was messy i was pushing my body to its limits and and playing with um stepping out of pain you know and you're mentally stepping out of pain and um I don't, i'm not explaining this story very well but there was um a point where walking through the forest at night uh, i stood on a broken bit of glass and um you know it could have been a prickle to me. I don't remember where I stood on it. Like I kept walking and um, yeah, I ended up walking on that foot for the next two days. But uh, so it was a messy time. Um, but like, it was a lot of um, inner kind of fear. And then, and then becoming a witch is also like, Oh shit, people might, I'm sorry for the bloop that. <laughs> uh, it's like, Oh no. Uh, am I going to get burnt alive? <laughs> Um, which is not, it's not the case, but in my psychosis, like having a lot of that kind of stuff. Also along that kind of trail of thought, and this is, this is bizarre, I'm sorry, 
along that trail of thought, it's like um, in illusion, de delusions are grandiose, uh, where like someone ex so, so to experience or to believe that you're immortal, for example, as like the, there's a if that happened all of a sudden, there'd be this following fear of oh no, now I can't be killed. So what if I'm put in a state of being tortured for eternity? Um, I don't know what you just heard there, Elmo, but you just heard a bunch of words. Yeah, I, I did, I did, and I understand, like, um, but I guess, like, in terms of the impact of witchcraft on your life, like, how would you be now if you never got into it? How I'd be is, um, gee, I wouldn't have a sacred space. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. I guess that you know not having the sacred space would like really cause a lot of tr trouble for you, of course, like mentally. Well, right? it's it's um it's good to have a connection to what's divine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess like um you know I, we keep coming back to the your connection with what is divine right can you still elaborate on that yeah. I, I want to yeah, understand we can totally yeah please so i i think that um uh allowing certain thoughts to happen and counterproductive thoughts to try and for, for you to try not to let them to happen so i i think a state of mind for a person really should be now this is kind of my theory but it's also kind of what i reckon um i think that so now if I can group um, a thought and an action into like the same kind of category here, uh, and then if we can look at the seven sins, for example, um, so am I thinking right now, like, so, so, so if I'm meant to be silent minded, right? Now, if I'm thinking, it's like, why am I thinking? And then am I thinking because like, if I'm thinking about food, it's like, am I, am I thinking because I'm actually going to, uh, need nutrition or am I thinking because this is gluttony or um, or you know and then when I act it's like am I um, acting for a real purpose or am I wasting energy and then like um, I'm, I'm, if I yeah if I'm acting is it for one of the sins is it for me is it for uh, me in someone else's eyes like um Uh, yeah, so I look at the seven sins and I try to uh, really incorporate that, like to not get caught up in pride. I think the definition of pride is really interesting and that um, you could probably get, so, so pride and ego, if not the same thing, wouldn't be far from each other. And it's like, um, you know, so I could boast that I'm great. Obviously, that's simply pride um, or, or egotistical, but I think that saying any word at all and, and actually expecting somebody to listen to it means that you've put value onto your words and that you're prideful enough to do that or you're abusing your right to speak. Mm -hmm. Well, when it um, comes to, right, like, um, you know, the seven sins, right, the pride, envy, gluttony, uh, hate, all of that stuff, right? Read. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess like if if you if 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 I'm 
trying to understand how you define it from your perspective, you know, because you're not someone who believes in a God with div- divine command theory, uh, like saying like, oh, this is bad, and this is good. But it's more of a, a subjective realm for you. So I'm guessing that... Yeah, I'm guessing that it, because you're someone that probably believes in evolution too, right? So the seven sins would be something that that are like mental states in human beings that cause disharmony and I guess like prevent the maximal well, well-being well, of society, right? It, well, uh, yeah, but also, well, yes, but it's I would say like um, the seven sins are like, you know, <laughs> things that are not the divine way to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I guess, but when, when, it, when it comes to how you define divine, right? Like in a, in a godless world, what it, does it mean for something to be divine? I, I want to... It's nutritious it helps. Yeah? Uh, it's like um, it, it would be something that uh, exists and doesn't take, for, I mean, it doesn't like weigh on people like a parasite, but like it exists. Um, it's nutritious. It's beneficial, if not like just for itself. Uh, well, I mean, gee, I think, I think um, ugh, all existence is divine. But when you say it like that, that's horrible because that means nothing's divine, kind of. <laughs> but it doesn't. All existence would be, is divine. Okay, so, okay, okay. I, I, let me break this down, right? Like, you mentioned that it, it is divine. It Something is divine if it's, I guess, beneficial or not self-serving. Yeah, right? no, I mean... Uh, go on. Yeah, so in that case, right, if it's nutritious, as you mentioned, right, um, what, what, what does? Can you give something, an example? Of what is nutritious? Right? I I want to know. Yeah, no, I don't think this is a good pathway to go down because um, I really did conclude that I think all things are divine. Uh, mm-hmm. But, okay, so when you th- mention like all things are divine, does that include like the seven sins? Uh, well, all things are divine except the seven sins. If, if, if that's no, no, mean. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'd say that um, I'd be thinking certain ideas are not divine. So certain thoughts. And not divine. I, yeah, I would so say not, that not everything. Not everything is divine, right? In that case. Yeah, I'd say that counter. Ah, oh, nice, nice. So in my mind, I've got it down to uh, counterproductive thoughts. For example, would not be divine, and and then the opposite of divine, I would be calling toxic. Hmm. So um, the non. So everything that is non-toxic is divine, right? I say so. Okay, cool, cool. So, what makes something toxic and so not toxic? Um, so, if I can just talk about thoughts from a, mm-hmm. so if I can just talk about thoughts and I say, uh, say I'm dwelling on the past uh, and complaining uh, to a person or to myself, uh, the vibration of 
thoughts that I'm putting out are in a low state. It's, it's going to drag people down around me and it's going to keep me down. So that's toxic. Mm-hmm. So I guess like you, being toxic means that you're not really helping other people and uh, uh, yeah, and especially not yourself. Yeah, not yourself, and it's actually like causing negative things to occur in your life or other people's lives, right? Mm. So I'm down with uh, here's a thought experiment. Like it's it's kind of a thought experiment because it's not real life, but it's kind of a thing <laughs> um, where I think that uh, we should be able to get home from work, um, do our uh, like clean ourselves, uh, eat food if we're meant to, you know, and once we're all sweet there, go into our, either our bed or our seat or our spot or our yoga mat and sit perfectly still in darkness practically. Um, and the next time we move will be to get like the next time we think will be uh, a productive thought. And if it's not, shouldn't be thinking. And the next time we move should be uh, calculated use of energy. Um, like it is then time to eat when I go and eat. It's not when I get around to it. But, and, and I put that down as um, a divine thing to strive for in myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I guess like um, that if that's how you define divine, then okay, for sure. Okay, but... Uh, wh- Me what, very what... uniquely. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to like pursuing your passion, though, right? Like you know, you're someone who's age twenty five already, and you have a a daughter already, and that's awesome. Um, when it comes to like pursuing your dreams, like what is your, I guess, like tagline or like your motto there? Yeah. Like, so what guides yeah, in you? my um, in my being, my most like my drive is is my most lacking area of my life I, I have very little drive at all to like i'm not ambitious um so right now i'm working on my grimoire my book of shadows my book of light my my uh, book of mirrors my like my book where i write down my um belief system and like spells for example um rituals and and stuff did i cut out then for a second elmo Oh, sorry. Um, so right now I'm working on that. Uh, I'm working on really wrapping up my belief system for all sorts of good reasons. It's like um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about thoughts. I've spent a lot of time thinking about what is and um, sharpening my mind against others and other people's beliefs. And uh, when I can, so right now, and this is very, like this is my passion at the moment. Uh, like I said about this book, when I get this book done, I should be able to stop running my mind over my own verbiage. I should be able to be fully undistracted and move forward in a productive way, which will literally just be flying a good career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about yeah, like, um, I guess like at the end of the day, you know, when the time comes, you know, every person will be on a deathbed right like looking back at their lives right and what would you expect i guess like want to be saying you know when you're thinking about everything that you've done with your life 
what would you the 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 final thoughts that you would want? Um, right. Well, I'm really not one to think about the past. Um, I think that I don't have an answer to that hmm. because um, I'm going into an experience an experience of life right now, which may or may not be, and I'm I'm really afraid to say not. But it's it's pretty much going to be not productive. <laughs> uh, dare I cast that spell by saying those evil words? But um, it's like uh, if I was if I was on my deathbed and I was looking back to a very unproductive life, and if I was on my deathbed looking back to a very productive life, there might be one state of mind in in reality where like for, and it might only last twenty seconds. It might last a bit longer. It might last a moment. Um, where the difference is experienced then where I could be, the state of mind could be really proud of what I've accomplished. But then that, you know, if I'm looking back and I'm really not proud of what I've accomplished, um, obviously I'd move faster into trying not to think about the past. But at the other end of that state of mind, um, I'm going to be on my deathbed and I'm going to be uh, wrapped that it's over. I had a good run. Awesome. Yeah, and um, Levi, you know, we're at an hour now of talking, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. And yeah, we also had a good run on this episode, man. It was uh, really interesting diving into like your thoughts and what you thought about witchcraft and life and even what kind of God you believed in, which is, I guess you don't believe in any, yeah? I I work out every day. I eat really well, and <laughs> I think I'm really good for one node in the justice system of all people. And um, I'm working towards strength because I think uh, a wise person should be strong. But that's probably just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, it's been a fun conversation with you, bro. Thank you so much, man. For, uh, ho- uh, hope you have a great day. Love the podcast. <laughs> Alright, man. Cool. Bye, Thanks man. So much for having me. And I'm sorry I woke Thanks. you up 4 a.m., bro. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. Nah, it's good. I wake up easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, man. Bye. So that's the end of it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This is your host, Elmo Ador Jr. And thank you for listening in. And please subscribe. Please follow us on Facebook. Please, please follow this. Please. Thanks. The skills and credentials you need for the career you want are within reach at University of Maryland Global Campus. In accredited state university, UMGC offers online courses, personalized advising, lifetime career services, and more. Visit umgc.edu slash podcast. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately.